The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Kevin into Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. It is Halloween, which means summer has ended. We usually wait about 20 minutes for summer to end, and then everybody has to dress like a witch. So because it's Halloween, we have our resident horror expert, Howie Weingarten, is here in the studio. Hey, John. Hey, everyone. It's good to be here. It's been, I think, six years since I've been live in the studio with you. Yeah, I think it's also been six months since anybody's been live in the studio with me. <laughs> since the pandemic, we've been very Zoom-focused. Very Zoom-focused for our last one. I think it was Godzilla versus Kong. Before that, I think Christopher Lee. The, so, Christopher Lee, I think, was the very beginning of the pandemic. It, you're, the kind, innocent days of the pandemic where we said, how are we going to fill the next two months? <laughs> where we were, one of Let's the things, do a podcast. Yeah, one of the things you and I did was we watched all the Christopher Lee Hammer track list and tweeted each other and then did a podcast. And then we were like, and by then we'll all be back to work. Yeah, it'll only take two years later. <laughs> yeah, it was a rare occasion of me being an optimist. And sitting in the, the studio for the first time is Howie's wife, Jen O'Brien. Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. This is my first podcast, and I'm just really loving seeing John and Howie do this together and be part of this. And I love scary movies and so happy to be here. Well, I feel like you've seen as many as Howie because you guys go together all the time. Oh, my God. She is an expert. Oh, yeah. I've been watching horror movies since I was like eight years old. Wow. Yes. I I was like 23. Oh, yeah. Scared of them. You just couldn't couldn't handle it unless it was black and white and Boris Karloff was in it. I wasn't going here. <laughs> so, uh, we were just looking at horror movies. I've been rewatching Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween. Most of the sequels I've never seen, so I'm trying to find them streaming. And of course, only the worst ones are streaming, which is yeah. they're for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With they, they pay you. My internet bill goes down ten bucks every time I watch Jason goes to hell. <laughs> But I've also been going down a Nightmare on Elm Street hole, and I found out, uh, I think I found this out through Twitter. Somebody just happened to tweet this. If you have Tubi, which is a free streaming platform, correct? they have all of Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, wow. Which was the TV show, if you don't remember this, around the time everybody was doing a horror show. There was Tales from the Crypt, Mm -hmm. then there was Tales from the Dark Side, Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th series, which had nothing to do with Jason whatsoever. Uh, I just found out, I was watching that Friday the 13th documentary, the only reason there was a Friday the 13th series was because of Star Trek The Next Generation. Really? Paramount Paramount said, hey, Star Trek Next Generation has been a big hit. What else does Paramount have that we can turn into TV shows? Because oh. Star Trek was Paramount then. Correct. So yeah. because okay. of Star Trek, we got a Friday the 13th series that wasn't worth watching, but we got it. <laughs> How lucky we are. What a world we live in. So then to, us. then to compete with this at the height of Nightmare on Elm Street, which was, is my favorite of the 80s a slasher franchises, they decided to do a Twilight Zone show called Freddy's Nightmares. They decided to spend 34 50 on it. And 
get Robert Englund for well, four days <laughs> to just pop up into the camera and go, ooga booga, <laughs> just go away. No. It, it's one of the worst shows I have ever seen. The funny thing is, is that um, the show, an hour long, usually two different stories flimsily held together by the... By the, the tiniest of strings that, that usually just the set, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, I know somebody who got killed by, oh, and they went to the hospital, and now the people at the hospital are now haunted by whatever. I, I watched one where the only connection was in a hotel room, and uh, everybody dies, and then it goes to commercial, and then the, the bellboy comes back, he's like, I don't like this hotel room, bad things happen in that, and then he, and he's gone. <laughs> Then somebody else gets to die in a hotel room in a completely different way. I think um, when I first started working where I'm in now, there was somebody who was talking about Freddy's nightmares, and they're like, "Hey, do you remember the one with the uh, with the tr- track and field, the the race that they had?" And I was kind of like, "Well, they did a re- reenactment of it for me." And <laughs> start Lori was- Petty. You got me to watch it. I was like. This is Tank Girl. Basically, she runs across the finish line, and the finish line... Oh, I, I saw that You saw you. that one, yes, right? Yes, yes, Now, no, finish line is usually around yes. your waist. Yes. Yes. This one, the finish line is up by her neck, decapitates her. You know, her head goes into the air about 20 feet, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know doing an you know, up and over around like a football. And lands like, you know, 30 yards away. Yeah. And she's just kind of bent over. Just she's like, like hunt, she's got like hunched her head over. down. Running. You know, like, uh, like, you can't see what I'm doing. Mm. But it's just like basically hunched over as if a decapitated body was able to take about 10 more steps. She did win the race. She did, she did win, win the race. race. By a head. By a head. Very nice. Freddy's Nightmares was so well bad. Well played, my love. I, I was 16 years old, and I watched Glow religiously, and I would not go near Freddy's Nightmares. What's <laughs> <laughs> Glow? Oh, the real oh, was Glow was good. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Oh. It would come on after Saturday Night Live. Netflix did a whole oh. great show with... Um, Mark Marin and Allison Brie, that that got canceled by the pandemic, but the real show was just women wrestling. It okay. was just a very cheap WWE that took place in Vegas. Okay, and you know we were women 15. scantily dressed in tights, in, jumping on each other. In, yeah, <laughs> like this is like this is the best television and then ever. They, then they did sketches that were like hee haw. Oh remember? God, it's just like one of them yeah, was like a witch, and were. she would like she was like. Stroking a cauldron. There was one, one that like was a Russian. Oh, she was my she, favorite. She, oh, she oh with the short blonde hair. Yeah, she. Was I remember great. And she, she would fight Americana, who was my second favorite. Americana. Oh my god, that was like when you'd watch the TV, and then of course you'd like pause it at different angles and stuff. Oh wait, never. Who never was happened. the one? Who was the one? That would be, <laughs> there was one that gave advice. I never did that. That's okay. It was before us. That was before us. <laughs> There was there was one. Please tell me you remember just got this. Away with that one. There was one where this blonde wore a graduation cap, and she would give advice, and she would go, "Dude, dude." Oh dude. no, she was awful. <laughs> yeah, know. You know, I mean, they were they are obviously very attractive women, but it was the worst show ever. Well, it was that that period in the eighties where everybody was making syndicated shows, but not caring what they were. Which is uh, not to make this a Star Trek podcast, but. 
Star Trek The Next Generation was such a big hit because they actually like spent money on it. Which is why you can watch it now and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. What you can't that? watch Freddy's Nightmares now. No. No, no. Wait, you have to spend money to make something good? Well, and I, what I Yeah, thought, but that's not the only thing you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, it was such a low budget. Have you seen Waterworld? Waterworld was Ooh. horrible. They spent money. Ooh. Well, I was with the with the um, Freddy's Nightmares. Like the makeup was so bad on Freddy, and the even like yeah, the it looked sweater, like it was just the like sweater was like so cheap. You can't you know? afford the it was movie like sweater. So Did you cheap. get that sweater at the Salvation Army? Like what the Don't hell? Don't you have? This, they had made four of these movies before you made Freddy's Nightmares. You don't have any sweaters, you know? And it was so cheap. Everything yeah. just looked mm. so cheap. And also, it wasn't consistent because, you know, with Freddy, it's like you have to be sleeping to die. And then there was people in the, you know, where, where they weren't even sleeping and they died. So oh, it was ever- like, wasn't... It's no, just, it was just it, people woke up randomly in the episode. Yeah. Something weird would happen and they just woke up. There was, we were watching one yesterday, which, which, uh, the only good thing about Freddy's Nightmares is there's a lot of people that went on to something. Like I said, Laurie Petty's in one, Brad Pitt's in one. Mariska Brad Pitt? Yeah, Brad no. Pitt does a Freddy's no. Nightmares. Oh, I need to see that. Yeah, I'll, 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 we can watch it again. We can wow. watch it. Uh, Mariska Hargitay does one as a college Lord student. Order. Oh, I love um, her. She's oh, good. she's great. She's good. I just watched one with John Cameron Mitchell, who was driving me crazy, and then I realized he just did the Netflix Sandman. And he, oh, I watched the first episode of that. Oh, he's great. It was he good. Cu- shows up around like he's episode Sandman? six. He's Sandman. No, oh, no, okay. he's a character that are, that shows up in oh. a few episodes. But he's really good. But he played like a guy that just like works in a burger joint. Oh yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he has this dream where oh. his father wants him. His father wants him to take over the burger joint and not go to college. <laughs> So he starts cooking his acceptance letters, uh, and they're uh, bubbling like they're made out of grease. No. <laughs> like, and then he sticks his head in the oven. Oh, my God. So he's like, if you don't take over the business, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and he sticks in the head of the oven. But then he starts flicking a lighter, and it's like, that's not how you kill yourself in an oven. The mother of it, like, hides in the refrigerator. <laughs> like, like Indiana Jones. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's rancid. It's horrid. It's absolutely just the worst thing of like, oh my God. These but things the, end and you don't even know why they ended. But the funny thing is, is that like I saw the original air dates. I was like 18 and 19 years old when these were out. Yeah. And I remember like, look, at, at 18 and 19 years old, I can't remember going out every Saturday night. But I remember this. I, I couldn't remember any of these shows. I don't think I ever watched them. Because oh, they you didn't just, remember any of these? I don't, barely, only the track and field thing. Okay. But that was only because my coworker had reminded me of that. Well, I remembered. I remembered uh, kids in my class saying, "You got to watch this episode." They do. They do. Freddy's Origin is one episode. And I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like the one good episode." And I never saw it. And they they told me what it was, and it was consistent with the movies. It's like, oh, they show that like they let him off after he's murdered the children, and the parents burn him, and I'm like, I want to see that. And so when I found it on Tubi, I was like, Oh my god, it was the pilot, and I put it on. wasn't any good. It was like Freddie was just up against a wall and he was wearing miles of padding for the fire. So he was a big fat Freddie. Was that? And it was directed by Toby Hooper. And they were like, well, this one was good. They were like, Toby Hooper directed a pilot and it was good. I was like, no, no, it really wasn't. Everything was still like pink for some reason. Well, what do you think made like A Nightmare on Elm Street such a, you've had, there are plenty of um, like, Horror villains through that you've mm-hmm. had your Chuckies, your Pinheads, your 
Jason, Jermichael Myers. Those two are probably the more famous. More yeah, infamous. I'd say they were their big three in the 80s. Freddie, Jason, and Michael. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 absolutely. The, the, the unholy trinity of, of horror. Right. I, th- it, I think... Like Pinhead and Chucky are probably lower like tier. The lower Chucky's echelon. late too. Chucky's like the first one's like eighty seven. Ninety. Then you got the screams yeah. that come in. I'm not, and that that's a different generation. Jenny's more of a fan of the scream. Yeah, I, I loved Scream. More than I am. I I'm not so much. Great. But what I wanted to ask you guys, what what is it about the original movie that that made it such that made such an impression on you? That when you watch Freddy's Nightmares, you're like, "Wow, this is really." And I'm not saying because it's you know the sh- the sets are shitty or the the acting is 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 you know the, the the scripts are poorly written. What is is it because like because like psychologically, um, well, Freddy? Well, what what I thought and what struck me is that, and I remember vividly being in college. In like a friend's a boyfriend's dorm room, we we're all watching it as a group, and like I thought that it was like like horrible things were happening to people like our age, you know, like younger teenagers, and usually like horror. I mean, yes, you have Friday the Thirteenth, and it was like that's teenagers, but they're a little older, you know, counselors, and I felt like it was like people in high school, and that was sort of different, and also just like getting into your dreams where you just cannot control that. And like that, like just like the way that they couldn't keep awake anymore and having to take like the no-dos and the uppers and stuff. And like, you can't control like when you need to fall asleep. And it was so scary that, Mm -hmm. and and also like that whole scene with Johnny Depp, like, no, no, not Johnny. Well, okay. His girlfriend. Johnny Johnny Depp's girlfriend, which is on the ceiling. And you can, and he's watching her, and All she, the blood. she's like writhing on the ceiling, and you don't know what's happening. And then you see like the blood everywhere, and he gets set up, and mm-hmm. it's like plus Johnny Depp, like oh you what know, a feeling like, when you're Johnny dancing Depp. on that ceiling. Oh my god, <laughs> what a ceiling like, when you're bleeding on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, like you know? and just I loved. I thought the characters were great. Like I forgot what's her name, Heather something. Heather Langenkamp. Like, my I, favorite, I just thought my she favorite was, final girl. She was great. Like she was a strong female mm-hmm. character. She wasn't like you know just. She you basically know, turns she her was, back on him and goes, "You're shit." She was powerful mm-hmm. and strong, and I liked yeah. that. And it was just so unique. And Freddie was terrifying with those, those, you claws. know, the metal claws, and he was just so sadistic. And it was like, you know, and then and then you had the whole creepiness of him being like a pedophile to it, and that was new. I had never really watched anything. Well, yeah, with you know what? Who was like a pedophile. You just said something something really big because I just. The thing is, is that like Michael and Jason killed people because it was necessary to kill them. Like in their movies, he wanted to kill his sister. He wanted to kill all the camp counselors to get back, you know, for those who murdered his mom. Freddie just wanted to do it just to make people suffer. He was just out for, he was just, he didn't really need to do it, but because he had the power to do it, he was like, I want to do it. And I think that that makes him scarier than Michael or Jason, who also both, of course, are silent and never speak. But but Freddie is just like, they kind of need to do it. Freddie kind of wants to do it. Yeah, and that's why I liked it so much was that Freddie had a personality. 
Whereas yes. Mike, Michael Myers and Jason. and Jason, they're like a force of nature. You you almost could like change that for like like a tsunami movie. Like it, it's just this thing that's coming and it's gonna knock people yes. out and uh and just the level of imagination it had. That, oh yeah, you know with uh, with Halloween, it's just it's a suburb and Michael's walking around with Friday the Thirteenth. It was like, how many inventive ways can we chop somebody into pieces? Yes, Correct. Yes. Like, yep. how can we do it differently every time? Which Halloween mm-hmm. didn't even care. Halloween was all about the suspense. Like, I was watching rewatching Halloween too. I was surprised how few people he kills. Like, it's all about like yeah. the anticipation. Yes. And whereas Friday the Thirteenth, it's all about like, what's the next kill going to be? And with Freddy, it's all about what what's the dreamscape going to be? So yeah. the canvas was mm-hmm. so much more open. Like anything could happen in it. And uh, Robert Englund, obviously, Great brought actor. a ton to it. Both Michael Myers and Jason were replaced almost every movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, get a big stuntman, put a mask on him. But Freddie, it was the performance. Yeah. Yep. They actually, they tried to replace him in the second one with a stuntman. And within two days, oh. they were like, we can't do this, get him oh. back. Because his personality was so yeah. much a part of it. And uh, unfortunately, that was also the demise because his personality took over. And it's that's the became thing. less yep. about him being scary, right? To the point of Freddy's nightmares, where he's just like, "Ooh, look yeah. at my fingers!" Yeah. <laughs> and he was funny; like yeah. he didn't have that before. Like he had that personality, but he was also he would make jokes like while he is like taunting you. And there's a whole nother level because all of those kids, okay, all the teenagers, it brings them back because he was like, I guess, like when they were kids, like they remember they, well, were, they were the all, children of the parents. They were the children of the Correct. parents yep. who, yes, like they were abused by him. Who knows? And, they, and now they remember going back, like what happened. And he remembered them as children, which is super creepy. Yeah, there was because he was like uh, a, he was, freak, a he was a pedophile. So he was like, and then you see the room, and I didn't. I never really knew about that. I don't think I really understood at that. I was young, like like about pedophile. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. really know that that was such a thing. And then to explore that and be like, oh, gross. Like, that's what he did. Like, you know, that was a whole other level. Yeah, there too. was a, I found out there yep. was a deleted scene in the first one. The first one was really effective. I showed it to Ben for the first time. He had never seen it because he was watching Freddy's Nightmares with me to make fun mm-hmm. of it. And then he's like, wait, what's Freddy's whole deal? And I was like, all right, stop. We're watching Nightmare on Elm Street 1. It's still one of the best horror movies ever made. And totally. For all the reasons you mentioned, Jen, the characters are relatable. There's only four kids in that first movie. Yeah. So you spend mm-hmm. lots of time with them yeah. and as they just go up, go out one by one and you care about each one of them. Yeah. But so we watched the first one. The first one's so effective. And I was watching a documentary about, there was actually a deleted scene where uh, Nancy's, you know, Nancy's drunk mom. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, obviously the subtext is that she's drinking herself into a stupor because they can't live with the guilt. Right. And that's also why the parents divorced. But uh, there was a deleted scene where she says, you know, all of you kids had brothers and sisters. So so they were, all of those kids were only children. In the original script, Freddie had killed all their brothers and sisters. Wow. So like Nancy had like that. an older brother that's gone. Oh my mm. God. Yeah, so it just makes it even oh. worse. That makes it worse. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Wow. But more powerful. And that's the thing, know. you know, and um, it's also the franchise I follow. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is insane. <laughs> it's, yeah. The it's, gay community has embraced it over the years. You know, you know it, it's funny because like when I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, it was just like kind of like it, it had that sort of sequelitis, you know, that 
you're trying to recapture what you had in that first movie. Yeah. And it's just, it's a lot of times because you, you've got to bring the audience on another trip that they're used to and that they want to be on, but you've got to change it up in a way also that they're going to accept and that they're going to like. Well, they didn't know what it was. And I, I, uh, you and I were just talking this morning about mm-hmm. the Marvel comics, Star Wars comics. Right. Which, you know, the Venn diagram of that that topic for our audience is a, is a circle. <laughs> um, but we were talking about how the Marvel Star Wars comics in the 70s and 80s, they didn't mm-hmm. know what Star Wars was because there was one movie. Right. And it was like, Correct. as we stretch it, they kind of go in the wrong direction. And I think Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was like that because it was like, Freddy's attached to the house and he's like trying to embody the kid so he can come to life and kill people. And it's like, when mm. when you see the rest of the mythology, you're like, none of that fits. But at the time, it was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe it goes this way. And of course, then the third one just, the third one is, I think, so important because it solidifies what that mythology is. Like, this is who Freddy is. This was his origin. Nightmare this is how he does what he does. This right. is how we stop him. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is a great movie. And With a just, great little soundtrack. Dream Warriors. <laughs> is that Dokken? Dokken, yeah. You know, that, well, the, the thing is funny because, like, I saw that movie as a junior in high school. I went out with some friends from, from high school back then on the night that we had gotten our high school rings. It was junior year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we went, to, uh, we went to the local theater and we saw that movie. And I remember seeing it and I was just like, I'm like, you know what? Part two was not everything that I wanted it to be. It kind of was slow and plodding and it didn't. It, it was confusing. It, like you said, didn't know where it wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, one had the magic to it. He runs it. around a pool party. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that was like, I remember he jumps out of the pool or something like that. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. It's the only good line in it where he goes, you are all my children now, which makes no sense, but it's creepy. It's yeah. creepy. But then he just runs around the pool slashing people. And that's like the that's like the big yeah yeah you know there's the school bus too with something with that but well, uh, yeah the school bus has the it gets the, stuck somewhere or the like button a, at the end yeah whatever yeah. but um, yeah I think um, I think what they did for part three and I think this helped but I also think that this was also also hurt was I think that in part three they started to give Freddie. Those little one-liners, mm-hmm. those little glimpses, and you never got that from Jason or Michael. Jason or Michael never made they you laugh. Talk. No, they don't speak unless the, unless they did some sort of kind of like like turn their head to the side, like wow, check that out. You know, I mean, that's the most you're gonna get from right. Jason and Michael. But with Freddie, they started to give him those little one-liners, but the horror was still there. Yeah, and what changed is as the movies went on, was that the horror was now being replaced by the one-liners. Yeah, and, and there was a an absolute deliberate effort to make the kids less and less likable. Right. So oh, you yes. want They said yep. when you get to yes. four and five, like the audience was cheering yes. when Freddie kills yes. the kids, which oh, yeah. is the opposite of horror. I was in the theater. You're not supposed to read I was right. a monster. Exactly. Yeah, because they were so likable in the first Because you liked movie. them in Dream they Warriors. And, and, yeah, one and three. That like little therapy group in Dream Warriors, you liked them. Like the kid who was like one of the like the, the wizard master, mm-hmm. the one kid who was like really strong, the one kid she was like a junkie. But there was something about them that was all endearing and right. you liked them. Yes. But as the movies went on, it was just kind of these two dimensional plastic, just you know, 
fresh meat kind of, how's Freddy going to wipe him out? Yeah. He even says, how sweet, fresh meat. I think it's four. Yeah. Oh, well done. You're that right. That is one of his catchphrases. Yuck. Yeah. And it, they always have like one, they always show up with like one character trait. They're like, like, Will you take your headphones off? But I love hip hop music. And then, <laughs> and then Freddy starts scratching with his glove and kills them. That never no. happened in a movie, but you no. can't prove it didn't. One guy was like, you know, into karate, and he's just like, "I'm gonna kill Freddy with my oh, karate." Yeah, yeah. yeah, that shit's not gonna work. No. You know, you could pick anything. I like bird watching. Freddy like throws you out of a nest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was the one where Freddy was drawing a comic book. Oh, and, he's, and he cuts the kid up. He's made of paper. Yes. He turns into Super Freddy. Oh, my God. You're right. Do you remember when he killed the kid with the Nintendo Power Glove? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was Brecken Meyer. Oof. One of the creators of Robot Chicken got killed you know? with the Power Glove. Oh, hey, you know what? If you're going to get killed by the Power Glove in a movie, I mean, you know what? That's uh, that. that I, I think it's pretty cool, but it uh, it does nothing to help with the... Um, with the level of, of, of horror or trying to make a good horror movie. Right, right. That's the problem is, you know, when you're, you know, you all of a sudden you, it's almost like, it's almost like when you're watching a, um, you're watching a, this is a horrible example. So it's like when you're watching like a movie like Star Wars and there's a big battle scene and all of a sudden, C-3PO is throwing out these little one-line zingers. Oh, like an Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Oh, what a drag. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, you're like, no. Just like, or in the, uh, or in the, one of the later uh, post, uh, uh, like post uh, star original trilogy, where, uh, where I think Finn says to, uh, I forget, the, uh, the Stormtrooper who was played by Brianna, from from Game of Thrones, he's like, "Bring it on, Chrome Dome!" And it's just like you're just kind of like, that just doesn't. Yeah, work. it's just not organic to you the know? characters, and and Freddy definitely got to that. Point. And but the funny thing, there's a moment in in, in the mm -hmm. fourth one where he kills a girl on a beach, and he stops to put on sunglasses. But you're already wearing sucked, a hat. <laughs> and she gets sucked into the sand. You're I already remember as burnt that. as you're gonna get. Yeah, you're not know? gonna get a sunburn. You know, it's just like, Freddie, you don't need that sunscreen, you know? Yeah, it, that's not the problem with your skin. But the funny thing is, is that I've talked about this with, with, with people. It's just like the ending for the third Nightmare on Elm Street, the Dream Warriors, where they say you have to bury his bones in consecrated ground. And like all of a sudden you see that cross come out over his, from his forehead and stuff like that. And he just, it like, like kind of like, you know, like tornadoes, around, yeah. tornadoes up into like nothing. That was the perfect ending for like, you know, for if you wanted to end the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Well, it was like a at that point it would have been a trilogy, and that. But felt there's right. money to be made, and people were in love in those one liners. Like, oh, what a rush when yes. the girl was yeah. a junkie. Yes, yes. Like that, I remember that was like one of the yes, big break in TV. I remember you know? that. Oh, here's your welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, those were like, it was good because it was just like they were doing it, and it wasn't too much. There was enough horror to keep you scared, and that maybe gave you a second of relief, a laugh. But as they went on, like I said, like previously, it's like the formula just turned and it became of uh, became even even in the end where, like, I guess Freddy goes to hell. 
Where before Freddy's he, dead. Freddy's dead. I'm sorry. Jason goes to hell. You you and I watched that together, and we were not impressed even on the first and viewing. Freddy's big head just you and I saw explodes. And, and to give to give that context, you and I saw Phantom Menace together, and we thought it was fantastic the first time. Yes, <laughs> but Freddy's dead. We finished it. Went ah, that was awful. You know, the Phantom Menace. I will say, like the second time, was just like, well, the movie kind of had some holes. And the third time, it was kind of like. Yeah, that wasn't very good. <laughs> and then the fifth time, you're like, this movie's horrible. This is horrible. It. What the fuck? Stop. Stop. You know? Yeah, because I had that um, in sophomore year. How will you remember this? Sophomore year of high school. I had pneumonia and I was out for a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. So in December, I was just on the couch for a we month. We got free pizza that week. No, just because I was gone. <laughs> it, it was a celebration. Oh, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was like the original Hanukkah. It was a festival of lights that went on for days and days. <laughs> He's still got pneumonia. <laughs> but I was... Uh, Free pizza! <laughs> so, uh, so I was home. My dad would rent me anything I wanted. because I, And I was like... I want to see Nightmare on Elm Street because you were talking about it and a lot of our friends, uh, Joe Giaconda, who's been on the show, who wrote a book, was also a big horror kid. You guys were telling me how great it was, yep, how great it was. Yep. And I was like, I, I, I need to see it. And it was the three. I saw one, two, and three in a week. I was very, very high on medication. <laughs> there, was a, there was a point where I was lying in bed and I saw a little mark on my, on my ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I have to erase that. Because that's making me sick, and Freddy will crawl through it uh, and make me sick. Wow. And I was standing with one leg on a chair Jesus. and one leg on a shelf, licking my thumb. Oh my I should have been God. supervised. What were you taking? You know, uh, I'm sure it's off the market now. Where the crap. hell are you? And also, I got to give you kudos for watching Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time by yourself. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I watched them all by myself. And I, then, I could not have watched that by myself. Yeah, and I still love that movie. That movie's really really works like i said i showed my son and he he and he was thought it was he great scared? was he scared he wasn't scared but he was just silent and focused through the whole thing and he was like yeah that was really good but uh That's but after i saw those three which was supposed to be the end then the fourth one came out in theaters and i'm like i'm going to the movies and uh it's, i remember sitting in the movie and then a dog pees fire and freddie comes back and i was like oh that's yeah and i never saw another freddie movie in the theater Ever again. It was so funny because back then, that was when you had every class of uh, of every cliche hangout group: the tough guys, yes, the jocks, yes, the, the nerds. nerds. Everybody went to the theater, you know, and we'd stand outside well, the theater. VHS was such a poor substitute. Well, this, people didn't really wait for home video. Well, this, we, yeah, 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 true, true. But the thing was, was that like, I mean, when when there was a horror movie coming out, like. Like every every cliche group of high school kids, especially, would go to the theater, and it's like, okay, can we get tickets to this showing? All right, we're gonna have to wait till the next showing, right? Because there was no online tickets, there was no reserving that, yes, seats. There was exactly. a lot of that, like, let's yes. just go get you know? a cheeseburger and wait two yes. hours, and let's just wait. And you just and you waited and you waited and you got in, and hopefully you were able to sit with your friends. Yes. Yeah, you might be split up, That's you know, right. and then you just cheered when people got killed. And I remember, I remember a big groan going out from the from the, from the group who were watching the from the fourth Nightmare on Elm Street, where she's running out of the store and getting in the truck. Oh, that's what that I love. There was a palpable groan where people were like, Ugh. that was the, that was the, yeah, the time loop dream. I felt like that was the only time they used the the dreamscape as something. 
Because then everything else, it was like, I'm afraid of bugs. Now you're a bug. Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> like, my, I have to girl. study. Now your desk will eat you. You know? Oh, my God. I remember the... Uh, the that always freaked me out. The girl who's lifting weights yeah. and her arms bend back and they break. And then she turns ten, into a... Turns into come a, out. She turns into like a cockroach and then she, he's, he's just like, roaches check in, but they don't oh, check yeah. out. <laughs> it crushes it. And a pint of goo comes out. Yes. Yeah. I'm like... I'm like nothing in that box has that much. This is like, yeah, that's 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 also the one with the, with the pizza, where like all the souls are yes. pizza and meatballs. And he just starts eating them. Yes, you know. Now that actually freaked me out when he picked up his shirt. He's like the souls of dead babies. And yeah, just like, like that. Yeah, like that yeah. was actually he was so, scary. So dark, like he that was, was super scary. Yeah. He was. Like, it was just yeah, like so you sadistic. Know, yeah. if, you know, a couple of lines here and there. That's fine. Yeah. But like, like he was genuinely a scary freaking you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, horror villain, and and they just. They just like sort of like just took it down like they this made him a road. pop culture icon. Yeah, they did. They totally I remember they were, and that's why they gave him the TV show. Yeah, well, and I think that did more damage to anything because when I was looking at the dates, the TV show came out between four and five, and I'm like, that is when it goes off the cliff. So not only the Dream Child, so the Friday Thirteenth was smart in yeah. a way to not put Jason in it because. A lot of them didn't want to dilute the brand. They were doing the same thing with Star Trek when they would do the Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. They would not put the movie ships on a TV show ever. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was, um, there were. I remember there was a scene in like Deep Space Nine where it was like all of Starfleet has to fight, go into space and fight the 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 bad aliens. Mm-hmm. And they showed all of these ships, and they would not show the Enterprise. And it's like, well, wouldn't they be there? All of Starfleet's there. And, and then they were like. No, that's a movie. We don't cheapen the movie by putting okay. them on TV. That is a great analogy. So Friday the 13th yeah. created an entirely new premise and just put Friday the 13th on it. Freddy's Nightmares took the main character that you were paying to see and just had him dance around. And I think that that watered it down more than just about and anything. Like it's, and it's not like he did a lot in these... In these in these these episodes, it was just kind of like a. He's not uh, even connected to the story. He's not even connected to the story. Like like once in a, I think in one story or two, maybe he's he's involved in some way, shape, or form. But 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 by and large, he's just in the background, spinning one liners again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seemed like they wanted to make him the crypt keeper, like yes. introduce the story and wrap it up. But what he had to say. Had no connection to anything else that was going on. Were you a Tales from the Crypt fan? Oh yeah, I love Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt was good. Tales from the Crypt had a really healthy budget. It was great. Yeah, and that that was a time where HBO would come and go, so I didn't always see it. Mm -hmm. Mm. But it was really well done. And Tales from the Dark Side was very cheap, but every now and then there'd be some like an effective one. I still liked it. I used to watch that. Yeah. I loved it. I don't think that's true. I watched pretty much anything that was scary. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. Yeah, I was wasn't scary. I wasn't yeah. really like I think you guys are more into the slasher movies than I am like honestly I need, I need an element of supernatural I need I like to know that it's not gonna happen like I I prefer like haunted houses haunted mm. house movies like I don't conjuring. know Satanist the conjuring like I mean I will paranormal paranormal stuff that's my thing and um but I loved Freddy and also, you know, what was so scary about Freddy too is the whole fire thing, the whole basement boiler. Yeah. It's so creepy when they're down there and walking around like, 
you know, you and also like when it's you're, like a dragon's it's, den. It's so scary, and you see yeah. the open flames, and you see, and you imagine him just—he's completely burnt, and his skin is just horrible. And it's like also like when you're in school, like I never went down in the school basement. Like, you know you're what I mean? Allowed. Like, you weren't allowed to yeah. go in your school basement. Like, how scary is that to even go in the school basement? I think and... basements in general can be scary, right. you know? Oh, well, like yeah. Oh, yeah. room, and it was just... All my favorite stuff was in my basement in my last house, and I wouldn't go down there with the lights out. Yeah, no. right? It was full of Spider-Man comics and Gibson Les Pauls down there, <laughs> and I didn't want to go in there without a flashlight. You know, I remember, like, being at my, uh, my aunt's house, and the thing was that you'd hear people walking... Like on the ceiling, like because you were downstairs. Was Lionel Richie were they there? dancing on the ceiling? <laughs> exactly. It was Tina, you know. But it was it was just like because like she had like a pool table down there, and I could go down there and like just screw around playing pool. But all of a sudden, I'd be just like you hear this creaking, and it's just like you don't know where it's coming from. But obviously, it was coming from people walking mm-hmm. on the floor upstairs. But the thing was is that it would freak me out because I was just like I'm in the basement by myself. There was this scary place where. It wasn't scary. It was my uncle's workroom. We had all these like tools and stuff, but it was dark. Yeah. And it was just, it was just sort of kind of, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. The, and, sc- the scariest part of Evil Dead, which I probably like even more than Freddy, but I don't consider it a monster franchise because Bruce Campbell's the focus. Right. You know, he's the hero, not the monster. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. scariest part of one and two is when he goes down to the basement. Yeah. To the cat. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. always the scariest. Yeah, Anyone it's... goes in the basement, nothing good is going to happen. Yeah. Nothing good is going to happen. You know? Yeah. Even in Home Alone, nothing good happened in that basement. No. It was flooded by Joe Pesci. <laughs> you know? The attic ain't so great either. In fact, now attics are pretty rough. That's true. You know? We should never go in don't the attic. Don't go in the attic either. Wasn't there the, a movie the called Exorcist. Don't Go in the Attic? Yeah, but I yeah. think there probably was. I'm sure. I'm sure. But there was, a, you know, in The Exorcist, you hear those noises up in the oh, attic. Oh, my, my God. God. That yes. movie fucking freaks me that out still. That is that's one of the most amazing penultimate, movies of all time. Like, that's like the, the ultimate scary movie for me, The Exorcist. And the funny thing is, is that, like, strangely enough, they have not made a remake of that. They, have they, not they, done, they did remake a reboot. Berserk about 10 years ago. They did The Omen. They did. Oh. They did the Nightmare on Elm Street with Jackie Earl Street. Haley. Yes, exactly. I didn't even see it. Didn't I didn't want to see it. Oh, I want to see it. It's not good. I don't want to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's I, I okay. Remember, the one thing I remember, I tweeted at the time, I'm watching the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Apparently, the director thinks the scariest thing is a subwoofer <laughs> because it was just a <laughs> boom, boom. It was, but they remade Friday the 13th. They remade Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Omen. I mean, I mean, a lot and, of people like Rob Zombie did. Oh, they've remade Amityville Horror, which is I mean, oh horrible. my god, that was terrible. horrible. And not not a single one of them worked, but they just no, kept they don't doing care. It. Yeah, but because people people do love their horror, and there are people out there who will go to see that horror. Yeah, we'll go. We'll we, go we see pretty much anything. Well, yeah, well, you guys are you guys are the horror equivalent of how I am with superhero movies. Oh yeah, like I just last night. Uh, Howie and I were sitting down, and uh, he made me watch The Pit, which is a Canadian 1981 movie. Based in Wisconsin. That's pretty awful. Oh, Kim. Kim's from Wisconsin. We could we <laughs> could, we could go 20 minutes into that. Uh, and so I made him watch Venom, Let There Be Carnage. You know? Because I was like, okay, here's a crazy-ass superhero movie you've never you know? seen. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that like I like to find probably... Look, I'm going to find a watchable bad movie 
barely watchable. Barely watchable, bad movie. Painfully. With a with a with a teddy bear that's telling a little boy to do bad things. Well it's telling a little boy to throw people in a hole where there were four Bigfoots. And then, and then when he can't feed them any, he ran out of bad people to throw in the hole. So he just throws a rope down there, and then they run around and eat everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, that's basically what happened in a nutshell. And then, of spoilers course, for a movie you won't see. You know, you know, if anyone has, has not seen the pit, uh, though it debuted in 1981, good for you. Sorry, we ruined it for you. <laughs> and uh, but um, yeah, the thing is, is that, I mean. The pit itself could have been easily one of Freddy's nightmares. I mean, it was... It's, yeah, they spent about the same amount of money. It was... It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's, um, you know, they they just... Um, yeah, they, they... Yeah. Yeah, you want to see the creepiest Bob Denver-looking kid ever. Oh, my God. Who, who just keeps, like, trying to watch... See boobs and then throw people into a pit of big foot. <laughs> you know? And the, the bear... The bear's just in it. Yeah. The, the the bear is really pointless, and it's really it's funny because like the bear's voice is really the kid speaking into a microphone on reverb. Yeah. Yes, Billy. They're bad. <laughs> you must find nasty people to throw into the pit, Billy. And it was, yeah. It's it's it's. I'm surprised. It, it, it could have been a nominee for like a mystery science theater. Yeah. Easily. The bear is the Grogu of the, the, <laughs> the bear pit. is. It's like, and it's, it's just like, it's, it's like a, it, 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 there's a, it, it there's was a like, scene where the babysitter goes in and looks at this thing, which it looks like the props department slapped together in 15 minutes. Cause they were like, <laughs> we are going to get sued by every teddy bear company. So make something by the time I get back from lunch. It looked like the oversized bastardized version of the bear that Mr. Bean used to use. Yes. You know, it was just, it was bad with these really like awful eyes and why a 12 year old is still hugging a bear. Well, that's when the babysitter goes into the room and she finds a nudie magazine and the teddy bear. And she even says, why are these two things in this room? <laughs> and it's never... Ex- and the bear's also three feet tall. It's oh, a, wow. it, The bear's huge. The bear's basically the size of his pillow. Yeah. Oh. And he hugs it while sleeping. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with it. There's yes, a there's lot a lot wrong with that. In that context. Do you well, think there's anything wrong with that? It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. There's a little bit of Little Shop of Horrors in there. There's you know, a little bit of Martin in there. My favorite thing was when he's just like, he calls up this woman with a tape recorder oh playing the conversation of like, I've kidnapped your niece. And if you want to see her again, you have to take your clothes off. Uh. And and she's like, basically like, well, where is she? Is she Okay. She won't be okay if you don't take a close off. And of course, the conversation is perfectly in sync. She but it's never answering s- all her questions. Answers all the, the questions right and, and, and doesn't and just, talk over her. Doesn't talk over her. Completely a normal conversation that two people would have. And so she's like, okay, I'll take off my clothes. You see about a second and a half of nudity. <laughs> So she got nude for the movie, but they cut away right away. It and was it's like, like it's it was almost like, like the editor was a... supposed to cut a second before one. Oh, I'm sorry, there's nipples in this now. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, nips. And by the way, what did that have to do with the hole full of Bigfoots? 
Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Say it again now. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Well, and but that's why people come to watch horror. So, like, I remember, like, being being a being a kid. If you wanted to see a great pair of little boobies, or not little boobies, big boobies, you would, you know big what? Big boobies. Big boobies. You you know you would uh you just like ooh no, just head down head down to the uh to the uh the video store and say. Mmm, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 in 3D. 3D boobies. <laughs> no, Friday the 13th 3D. Friday the 13th, that's 3D. right. That, that's Nightmare on Elm Dream Warriors is not Dream 3D. Warriors did not have boobies in it. Dream Warriors does have boobies in it, though. Dream... Yes, the no, in the waterbed, you're right. Yep, that scene. You're right. Yeah, but like, oh my God, it was just, it was, you know... But that's that's but the thing. That, also, but that's also what elevates Nightmare on Elm Street above. Things. They didn't use boobs a lot. No. No, the, I I think three and Burbies. four. Those are the only ones I can think of. I I remember seeing a guy's ass in part two. Oh, there were a lot of guys' asses in part two. That's yeah. why it's been so embraced by the gay and lesbian community. Right. Yeah. Good they job. have Rocky Horror Picture Shows with Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Well, the Babadook was also embraced by the the gay and lesbian. Oh, Babadook. Yes. Yeah, the yes. Babadook. You know, because yeah. I think Netflix accidentally put that in in the, that the gay in that category, yeah. the lesbian gay section. I think, and all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, Babadook, you're in. All right, <laughs> yay! Welcome to the party. It's a party, and you're invited. <laughs> I feel like when they welcome Babadook in, it's like that scene in Venom: Let There Be Carnage, where he's wearing glow lights. And you he's know. like, I'm out of the Eddie closet. I love yeah. you too. I love you. <laughs> it was great. Oh it was ins- it was insane. That was an insane movie. But but you're right. That's what elevates things like the pit and just seeing boobies and, and blood. I'm, I'm really setting that up. Um, I think he's that's like, what elevated live with this. That's what elevated Nightmare on Elm Street above. It was actually about something. <laughs> it was actually about. It was actually about, about the dream dreams. experience. Yeah. Yeah, and it was about teens being vulnerable rather than just being horny or stupid. Yes. Yeah. And they were they were good kids. Like yeah. they cared about each other. Till the later sequels, then they're jerks. No, in the sequels, no. Oh yeah. In the, the first sequels, one, you know, you really cared about them. You know, I mean Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. The the uh but that's I think as the characters got weaker, you know, and I and I think that they they just they devolved into a formula of Let's make this into a comedy horror. Right. Yeah, but not in a Sam Raimi kind of way. Yeah. In in like a we're not going to take this seriously anymore kind of way. It's exactly. And that's and that's the disappointing thing, because the thing is, is that and I've seen this like, you know, I'll give I'll give a Nightmare on Elm Street this credit as well. As ridiculous as they made the dream uh Child, the Dream Master. Yeah, Dream Master was four. Dream Child was five. And uh, 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 Freddy's dead. At least, at least, they never sent Freddy into space. Yes, uh, thank God. Freddy. With like, God, uh, like Jason, which is if you need to waste two hours of your life, but are willing to, you know, get a good laugh and some big boobies. You know, Jason X. And then, of course, they did yeah, the same which, thing. Which I watched this week for the first time, and I just kept rechecking Wikipedia going, this wasn't released in theaters, right? Boobies! This is a video. This is a sci-fi original, isn't it? You know, yeah, it, basically, it, it's all the markings of one. And then Leprechaun in Space. Oh, God. 
Le- oh, like, I should make you watch worse. Leprechaun in space. Not if you ever want to come back. It, it, Even <laughs> that first Leprechaun was horrible. Ugh. First Leprechaun, Jennifer I, Aniston. I know, it's Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer but, Aniston's uh, big break, I believe, in the movies was the yep, first Leprechaun. Yep, yep. And she I was good. Say, I would say Friends is still her big break. And then no, people went back no. and went, she did a Leprechaun. Leprechaun prepared her for the role of Rachel. No, it's like no. Johnny, Johnny Depp's big break was 21 Jump Street. He'd already made Nightmare on Elm Street. You know? <laughs> You know, just made movies with streets in them. But Brad Pitt, Ed Wood was originally called Ed Wood Street. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean Street. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. He, he was also in Beach Street in the back. You know, uh, but that's 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 that, that's um yeah that is something about like a Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a um, there's definitely it, it's funny because like you know oh my God I mean. I think what I think I think one especially now with Halloween coming up I don't know if people do it as much now but but back in the day around Halloween I mean people dressed as 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 Michael and as Jason but a lot of people I think maybe probably more you know dressed as Freddy because it was just it was just cool because you know you got to wear the hat you had the 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 knives on the glove you know, it was well, just that's the like, crazy thing. I, I've been wanting to talk about the iconography of Freddy. All the other monsters have like a singular image. You know, with Jason, it's the hockey mask. The and they don't even mask. get to that for three movies. They like, and with uh, Michael Myers, it's the William Shatner mask. And both of them, it does not matter what they're wearing under it. They're wearing like the most nondescript. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is always an embarrassment of riches. And mm-hmm. you can look no farther than the design of Freddy mm-hmm. because it's like the glove is enough. Any other movie would just be the glove. Yeah. You know, the right. glove is an amazing design. It mm-hmm. was like uh, I remember arguing with kids when uh when they were first talking about it. I'm like, "So it's like Wolverine, right?" And they were like, "No, it's nothing like Wolverine." I'm like, "But it's a hand with knives coming out of it." Like, yeah, I'm like, "So it's Wolverine, right?" And they're like, <laughs> they're like "No, just no. just look at it." And I'm like, "Oh, you're right. It's completely different." But then you have the burned face. So the makeup of the burnt face, which changes movie to movie. It gets better. It gets worse. Uh-huh. Um, that's more than enough. Then you have this red and green Christmas sweater. Yes. The ugly sweater. The ugly sweater. Which isn't burnt, which but now still is ugly. We've already gone too far. But then a fedora, because he's also a hipster. You've turned... <laughs> like, who, who is that guy? Who wears that? a fedora and a sweater? <laughs> who? Who was that guy who used there to? There were the- hundreds of movies made in the 30s and 40s where every like, man wore a fedora. Find me one with him also wearing a sweater. Does Cary Grant wear a sweater you've turned, on his way oh to the God. bank? I think you've turned into Mr. Blackwell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about, about fashion. fashion. All I know is like. You don't wear a sweater and a fedora. I, even I know that. The only thing I can tell you about fashion no. is, is how many times Spider-Man's changed his costume. Yeah. And I know that that a red and green sweater clashes with a fedora. A, a knife glove goes a with a brown fedora, usually, yeah. But it works. Yeah. It works. But it works. But it works, him. yeah. But everybody knows what it is. And all four I, of those elements yeah. are important. I think they need the hat because his whole head is just so burnt. burnt is just too much. It may have been too much for the makeup budget. <laughs> they may have just seriously they may have just done his face 
That, yeah, maybe. That's a good point. I know sometimes doing a Halloween costume, it's easy to... Uh, to wear the you, hat. You put a hat it on. It covers a multitude of sins, right? Right, exactly. Just shove the hat on. Just put a hat on, a hat and a wig, and you... And, and, and he was the, Now you've um, explained Slash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. But, like, Freddie was the... Um, what do you call it? Um, what, he worked at the school, right? Wasn't he the? I think so. I feel like it changed. Worked. It changed from movie to movie. He was. A I think he was a janitor. Was janitor. I thought he was a janitor. janitor in the school. Yeah, the janitor like in the or, school. Because that's how he had so, access. Yeah, to the that's kids. how he had access. And didn't he have like in the school like that secret room where he took the, the boiler kids? room? The boiler room in the basement. Right. Yeah, oh, in the basement. They've actually made. Um, I have a Nika, Freddy figure from Dream Warriors on the on the desk right now while we're talking. And there have been countless Freddy Krueger action figures over the years. Mm -hmm. But one of the accessories they always make is a boiler. So if you want like a, a diorama playset, they make that boiler. They make that furnace. Yeah, that's mm. so, so which scary. Which is also a little blurry because it was also the furnace in the basement of the house. Because remember, like Nancy's parents hid the glove in the furnace. Oh. You're right. Yeah. And the furnace kind of looked the same. So there is mm -hmm. a, a bit of a blurring. There's also a bit of blurring about the origin because I know in the reboot, and granted, the reboot doesn't count, but the reboot said that he was innocent, that the parents thought. Yes, he, I remember They thought he was that. molesting the kids and he wasn't and they burned him alive and he's come back for revenge because, just because they burned him alive, which is interesting. I think it's a little more interesting if he did it. Well, then he should just go after the parents. Why is he going after the kids then? Because kids are more scared of their dreams. Well, that's true. Mm. You know, you, you want to you approach drunk mom in her dream. So throw a bottle at you. <laughs> John Saxon? John Saxon ain't scared of a dream. I'm messing with John Saxon. Yeah. No. I like No him. one's messing with He's John very Saxon. intense looking. Yes. You know? Even if it, the Mr. Saxon's passed on, I'm still not messing with him. Oh, because he could come back in your dreams now. He could. Oh. Mr. Thompson. <laughs> you know? But, so to, to, uh, we're getting close to an hour. We could keep talking about this forever, uh, as we've proven it. Uh, but... <laughs> Oh, so Let's wrap things we? up. So there are nine Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh my god! There are nine. six in the series. Oh, I see. Where there you're is going. New Nightmare. Yep. Then Freddy versus Jason. Oh my god! Yeah. Which counts? It counts. And then uh, New Nightmare. So to go around table, best and worst movies. You start. Well, hands down, number one. I mean. Like, and then, well, you know what? I only saw one to three. I have to oh, admit, I have seen some of the nightmares. You've wasted our, an hour I, of our no, time. I have seen some of the nightmares. You have brought shame to us. But, uh, Freddie, no, I saw Freddie versus Jason. So that's my worst. Yeah, I, it's funny. I took her to see Freddie versus Jason while we were dating. Mm -hmm. And it got released. And right after that movie was over, I looked at her and I said, yeah, next movie we go to, you pick. Because I felt guilty that she had to... Uh, yes, but you shouldn't feel guilty because I would pretty much go see anything. I wanted to see. I was curious. You are curious. I, was, I okay. saw it on DVD, like, so I so I didn't risk much, but I enjoyed it. It was dopey you know, fan fiction. I risked 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> At the midway. At the midway. At the midway. Uh, Howie, best and worst? Best one. Oh, God. I would say... Okay, can I divide this up a little bit? I would say... If if you do all nine, then no. No, 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 no. I'll do it. Probably, objectively, the 
best one is probably the first one, the original. The third one, Dream Warriors, is my personal sentimental favorite. Mm. The worst one would probably be the one I'm going to say... I'm going to say Freddy's Dead is probably the worst one, even though for me... Freddy versus Jason is a very, very deserves an honorable mention because it looked like for me the WWE of horror movies. Oh yeah, they just punch each other a lot. Yeah, and I'm all right with that. Yeah, I agree with you. The Freddy's Dead is the worst. I rewatched that because I was, uh, after I watched the first one with Ben, I was like, I was like, yeah, hey, I'll watch another one. I was like, I don't remember Freddy's Dead, and then I watched it this week, and I was like. Yeah, because it's not memorable. <laughs> but the whole ending to where it's 3D and they actually say to like Freddie's daughter, was like, you got to put these glasses on when you go to sleep because then you can fight him with cardboard red and green lenses. <laughs> and then there's the whole story where the three devil fish come out when oh he's burning God. and they're like, they're like, we'll give you superpowers. I'm <sighs> making a stinky face right now. And like, then when Ugh. he blows up, yeah. He blows up at the end and his face comes right towards the camera in 3D. Ah. And then his face comes out of his mouth in the camera. His face. Oh my God. And then he explodes into pixels because uh. that's how good CG is. But right before that, he goes, kids. Like, because of like, like yeah. what they had done to him. He's just like, ah, kids. Yeah. I think I remember that. It was, that was that. terrible. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. And that it, was it, the worst. It's not even ironically funny. It doesn't reward. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't reward repeat viewings. But uh, the best one. What's your best? The best one. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna mention one that hasn't been mentioned before because it should be. I really like New Nightmare. I think you don't ah, have. You do yes. not have Scream if if you don't have New Nightmare. That's true. Because New Nightmare is Wes Craven's first attempt to be meta about horror movies. Mm. And it's like, how do I make a horror movie about horror movies? Yeah. Um, I think Freddy's scary as hell. I love the redesign. Uh, I think Heather Langenkamp is fantastic. In she it. always is. Yeah, yeah she's but great. Maybe her amazing. best role out of the three. The final act gets a little goofy because it becomes, you know, the dream world. Okay. But the rest of it's really realistic. It's like the prop, you know, the, the props are coming to life and attacking. Was John Saxon in that one? I forget. I think he is. Robert Englund, Wes Craven plays himself in it. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so it's really fascinating. It's mm. it's not it's not an amazing movie. I think the first one is a classic horror movie. None of them are high art. I, you know, I wouldn't even put any of them up like to Evil Dead 2 range. But New Nightmare, I just find so fascinating, and every time I watch it, I'm riveted. Yeah, and it's and it was it was a way that it was like they had already run Freddy into the ground, and mm-hmm. they found new life. They didn't do another one from from that. They didn't create anything else with it. But it's just this nice little oddity. It's like mm. it's like you just turned it on its head, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, oh look, everything's yeah. different now, and it's scary. It's outright it's scary. So, so now you're making me want to watch it. So out of the we can watch it before you go. Yeah. So if there's okay, so with the three main ones, Freddy, Jason, or Michael. Oh, definitely Freddy. Oh, Freddy absolutely J- Freddy. No contest. I'm probably still a Michael guy myself. Mm. Now, what is it about Michael? Because you know what the thing is, is that what it is about Michael. <laughs> I think I know what it is. Is that well the William Shatner connection? 
No, no, it's not. It's just like... Wouldn't it be great if he actually talked and he went, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you are going to die. I'm going to stab you. Stab you. Stab you. Got this knife and it is going in your neck. But the... Uh, the By thing the way, William Shatner, not a fan of Halloween. <laughs> yeah, probably Mostly not. Mostly because he didn't get paid. You know, hey, that's my face. That's my face. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing about Michael is that... You know, you remember remember when we were watching um this is this is a little bit of a of a uh, going tangent. off on a, on a tangent. Yes, thank you. Uh <clears throat> remember when uh Jim Carrey's character in Man on the Moon says, What's the secret of being funny? And the guy says, Silence. I also think the secret of being scary is silence. That's yeah, and that which is the opposite of Freddy. And which is the opposite of Freddy, because I think I think in that the thing is is that with Michael it's just a it's a, he is just just very he's got a tunnel vision um there are no jokes everything's serious there's no jokes even in the movie it's not even like there's a comic relief in there in, in Halloween there's basically there's basically no at at any time, any comic relief. Maybe once that I can think of in the Halloween series. Uh with with Hol- with with Jason, you get comic relief with uh with uh, Jason going to space and uh, Jason X and uh, a few other scenes uh from other different movies. But the the thing is is that with with um and, and I'll I'll keep this brief. The thing is with Michael, it's just he's so silent, he's in the shadows. And you never know when he's coming, and you never know who is out there that is going to set him off. And that's the thing about about uh, Freddie. Kind of has his own sort of um, people that he's looking for. Yeah. He's got his group. He's like, he okay, agenda. He's got his agenda, and he knows everyone who's going for. Michael's just like he's on a mission, and you may be part of that in a way that is so indirect to it, but he. I need a knife, so you know what? I gotta bash your head in, and then take your knife, and then take your knife to go get an axe. That you know, we're not gonna use. Then I'm gonna take your truck, and I, and need, and I, I need your clothes. And I need your clothes. So, so it's just like with Michael, it's it's the silence that's the scary. Yeah. Well, if you would like to let us know who your favorite monster is, maybe you're just gonna say screw all of you. It's Frankenstein. In which case, everyone else will go. Yeah, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> there are ways to get in touch with us. I am an my book on Twitter and Instagram. That is the official Caffeinated Comics social networking feed. But you can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Caffeinated Comics, where we post a lot of the clips and trailers and news during the week that we talk about on the weekend. And uh, Howie and Jen, if people want to see you online, where, where I don't think go? Jenny's... Uh, I've kind of ghosted she's, social media ghosted lately, social. but... I basically... Like post pictures of like our cats and. Uh, so if you want to see pictures of Howie's cats and, and and vacation photos, I'm not sure if you guys are interested. They're fun. We, we had a will, great time. We will have. <laughs> Wish you were there. Halloween. Halloween. Wait, wait to Halloween, and we'll have something to Halloween show you. Halloween is kind of our, That's almost our thing. like our Christmas. That's our thing. Right, which is why we're talking about this this early. Yes. Yes. And we also have because well, Christmas we is coming it, too. Yes, in a while, but we throw a Halloween recovery party, mm. which is always like the Sunday after or whatever the the 
Sunday after Halloween. We have all of our we friends We have all our over. friends. Oh, you bring your extra Halloween candy. Candy you didn't give away pajamas. to the kids and you don't want to eat yourself. Yes. And uh, or you do want to eat, and you just want to bring it and eat in front of the so TV. So we just eat it and with we our watch friends. scary movies. You know, I think it's it's something that uh, for people who are really into Halloween and when sad that like that Halloween itself yes. might be over, mm-hmm. you get your friends together and you just hang out and you watch scary movies just in your your sweats and whatever. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're not invited. You're yes, not, you're <laughs> not invited. I'm sorry. You're sorry, you're not. You're invited. not invited. <laughs> well, it's nothing personal. Well, I wish you all the best. Happy Halloween season. Uh, all the spirit of the season coming to you, you know, season's greetings, season's greetings, which means I will jump out of a closet randomly <laughs> and scream into your face. And that's what I used to sleeping. do when Jen would come home to test out if my Halloween oh, costume yeah. was good. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> well, you know, hey, way. she's home. Let me put the lights out. On. Let me see if this costume is scary. Key in the door. Get ready. Again, it's all about silence. And with silence, we will talk to you next week.